Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So join in the chorus and sing it one and all. Join in the chorus. North Melbourne's on the ball. I can imagine Troy make peace with his North Melbourne socks and footy shorts. Nothing else. Just sort of dancing around the land room with a mobile phone in his hand wanting to have a chat to us when he heard that song. <laughs> I, Swatter, I really can. It's Poppy and Swatter, Rob Popplestone and Sam Watson talking sport as we do every Saturday morning between 9 and 11 here on Gippsland's SEN Track 91.3. That's southwest Gippsland and 91.9 in Latrobe Valley as we sort of every week start to hone in on those people that have made it on the big arena mm-hmm. from the Gippsland area and this bloke's made it nice and big too. And I had the pleasure of working with this gentleman, I'll say, in Troy Makepeace who joins us now. Hey Troy, how are you going? Uh, morning, Poppy. Morning, Sam. How are you, boys? Yeah, going all right, mate. It's a, it's a sunny and it's a windy day. We're at uh, Harvey Norman Wonthaggy doing it live, and we do it in the car park, which is a good thing <laughs> on a good day, but every so often the elements test you a bit. <laughs> and you've been there and done yeah. it. You know what it's like. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, not too bad over here in, in uh, Yanar, mate, so it's a bit windy as well. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Hey, uh, we spent a bit of time together covering Gippsland Latrobe fully, uh, footy on a weekly basis, which I really enjoyed. And it's amazing where footy takes you, Troy, over the journey, doesn't it? But we wouldn't mind yeah. going back to the yeah, wouldn't mind going back to the start with you, just to, from the first time you put on the boots to to, to playing for the Kangaroos. T- take us through that you know that that journey. Um, so I started footy when I was about five six years old. Uh, lived in Keysborough in Melbourne. Um, yeah, and just sort of made my way through the ranks and uh, ended up playing with Gippsland Power uh, for a few years. Didn't get drafted at the um, end of my last year and then um, um, played at Moey for a season. Um, yeah, and someone must have been watching and must have had a half-decent season, got asked to go down and do pre-season at North Melbourne and, um, yeah, from there made the senior list and played there for seven years. Now, Troy, you moved to Churchill when you were about 11, I read. How, how tough was it to make the move from Gippsland, that make the move to Gippsland from Melbourne, and, and do you think footy helped you make that transition as a youngster? Um, no, it wasn't too tough for, for myself, uh, Sam. I was, like you said, I was only sort of 10 or 11 years old um, when the family decided to, to make the move um, up to the country. Uh, it was probably harder for, for them than what it was for, for us. Yeah. Um, I I was a little bit fortunate in the sense that I was in my I was in grade six, so it was almost like going to a new school anyway in year seven. Um, once that first year had finished, so yeah, it, it was different. Uh, obviously, the travels a little bit further uh, when you go from game to game rather than being in Melbourne. You know, it's only just around the corner, pretty much, and you've got you know five or six teams in the one area. So no, that, that but that was. Um, that was a sort of had its perks as well, you know. You go to you know, little towns and and whatnot. So no, it wasn't wasn't too bad at all. It's amazing, isn't it, uh, Troy? We we sort of grow up playing footy for fun, and then it gets to the stage where it's becoming a full time gig. H- how did how did you go with that? The uh, 
the obligations of playing at the elite level compared to playing for Maui in the Gippsland Trove? Uh, to be honest, Poppy, I think that's why I, I enjoyed it so much and maybe part of the reason why I was able to to get as far as I did was that I continued to enjoy it. I didn't make it um, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a job or anything you know like that. Uh, I didn't look at it like that. Um, I remember my, like I said earlier, I played uh, for Maui um, for a season after missing out my final year at Gippsland. Um, and my philosophy or, you know, my idea was just to go and enjoy footy and, and that's exactly what I did and, and I think that was a major part as to, to why I was able to um, be successful um, yeah. and that continued like even while I was at North I didn't look at it like I think I sort of um, appreciated it I guess for, for want of a better term a little bit more than that I didn't go the traditional way of you know getting drafted yeah. you know in my last year at Gippsland I had to um, you know go a little bit longer and to work my way up, and um, I just I just love the whole the whole experience. I just really enjoyed. It. I didn't see it as a job at all. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that, uh, Troy, because I'm very much a firm believer in approaching footy the same way. And I always admired Malcolm Blight for that. He, he he coached, he played that way, but he coached that way as well with a bit of spontaneity. And he felt as though, you know, if the players didn't. That they did what came naturally, you know. And he used to say to say someone like a Maddie Robin, mate, if you want to chuck out a torpedo, chuck it out. But if it doesn't work, yeah. then put it away for the day. But if we don't know <laughs> what we're going to do, you know, from uh, from play to play, then the opposition don't know what we're going to do from play to day. Make it a game that you enjoy, but it just comes naturally. And and I reckon in life as in football, I mean, it just makes everything more enjoyable, doesn't it? A hundred percent. You know, my first coach, uh, Dennis Pagan had a very yes. similar philosophy. Um, his One of his sayings was, you live and die by the sword. And, you know, if yep. you, exactly like you said, if you want to go for a, a big torpedo from 60 metres out or uh, go for a big hanger in the, in the back line and it doesn't come off and you, you concede a goal, like, you, you're going to wear the consequences. But if it comes off and you get a goal for it, he'll give you a pat on the back at the same time. So, yeah, that's, I think that's why I sort of um, uh, flourished a little bit under Dennis was that he gave me... The, the, the freedom, I guess, to, to play my own way and, and play to my strengths. But, yeah, he'll, he'll let you know if it didn't, didn't come off, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. now, now, speaking of coaches, Troy, Mark Thompson coached you in 1999 when you were in the twos yep. at the Roos and then was at the Cats the following year. Did, did you think you were a chance to go to Geelong and do you think your career would have looked pretty different if you did get picked up by the Cats? Uh, it's one of those sliding doors moments, isn't it? Um, but it was one that was out of, outside of my control, so... Um, it, it was difficult. It was difficult to gauge as to to where or if I was going to go uh, anywhere. Um, I did have a good season under under Mark at, at North in the reserves, and um, at the end of the season, I think that was a it was a '99 was, was the year that um, North traded heavily for Lee Colbert from Geelong. Um, I think we gave up maybe first and a second round draft pick. So North's first draft selection wasn't until about 50-odd. Um, and that was actually after Geelong's last selection for that season. So as much as I had uh, a bit of a tie there with, with, uh, with Bomber, um, yeah, there was I had to wait through Geelong's all selections and obviously I didn't get called out then. So, yeah, I was a little bit worried about if I was going to get selected at all. But, yeah, North North came in, I think it was their fourth or fifth pick, uh, uh, and I was pretty pumped, yeah. 
Uh, you, be, you became a bit of a stalwart uh, down in the back line for the Roos. How, what are some of your fondest memories in your 139-game career, Troy? Uh, the, the fondest one is just the, the friendships you make. Um, it's a fantastic club. You know, you, people, you hear a lot about it and, you know, uh, opposition supporters and that mock uh, to some extent. Um, you know, the Shimbona spirit and all that sort of stuff. But there's a definite camaraderie um, that you get when when you go down to the to the footy club. Um, you know, from day one when I first walked in, um, you know, the, the senior players... Uh, and I'm talking, you know, the likes of um, uh, Matt Capuano, Corey McKernan, David King, Anthony Stevens, all these guys. You walk into the gym and they're all, you know, doing their weights and whatnot. And you know, they first ones to come up and shake your hand and welcome you to the club and and feel feel a part of it. So um, that that's definitely the the fondest memory is just the friendship you make make and um, you know when you're fortunate enough to go down. Um, and getting to the rooms at a game and, and whatnot, you, you're certainly made to feel welcome and, and, and part of it still. And, and do you still follow the Roos pretty closely, mate, and catch up with some of those old teammates that you mentioned? Uh, follow them, absolutely. Um, yeah, which is funny because I grew up as a pretty avid um, Bombers supporter and um, <laughs> there's definitely a rivalry uh, there between the two clubs and, and one that was pointed out to me um, pretty quickly um, when I first started. So, yeah, um, don't really have a soft spot for the Bombers at the, at the moment. So, um, yeah, so um, I forgot what your question was. Sorry, mate. Oh, yeah, it was about following It was about following the ruse closely, but I was also going to yeah. ask that you, you, I read that you've been pretty vocal about North Melbourne relocating and, and your disdain for that was made pretty clear. Now now that they're debt-free, do you think those talks can be put behind everyone? Um, no. <laughs> I don't think anyone will let that go. Um, yeah. yeah, no matter how, how much success I think we have, uh, I think that, that that will always be there. We've always look, been looked upon as, you know, the, the poorer club and you know, a, an easy target for uh, supporters and, and some media to... Um, you know, be the first ones thrown up when talks of, you know, we've got too many clubs or, you know, um, Tasmania need a club or Northern Territory need a club. And, um, yeah, so I think where we've come from and, and, and to the position we're in now really sets us up to be uh, a stable force uh, for, for quite a few years. And like I said, I think jokingly people would sort of bring it up all the time, but I think we're starting to turn a few heads and, and sway a few people's opinions of, of us in, in how we've gone about it off the field and um, you know obviously uh, the, the big thing people look at is the wins and loss column so if we can start to, to turn that around which uh, I'm quietly confident we can do over the next three or four years um, hopefully that yeah will sway some opinions as well. Yeah, it's absolutely key, isn't it? Uh, they're easy pickings when you're sort of down towards the bottom of the ladder but when you're, when you're having wins uh, it makes... It makes that uh, argument a little bit harder to, to win. And, and, you, and you, I agree with you, Troy. You, it seems as though the Kangaroos have set a nice, solid foundation, but now it's, as it is always, it's about getting wins on the board. It, it, how do you feel about what they've got and where they are and what do you expect out of, you know, 2022? Well, um, as mentioned before, Poppy, you look at where we've come, you know, we're, yeah. we're on the verge of um, we had to have a vote, you know, um, about whether we go north or, or stay where we are and fight for, for where we um, where we need to go and, and that's the decision we made and, and you look 
you look back on that now and you think, well, that's you know, an awesome um, foundation to, to launch a, um, into the future to, to really stabilise our club and, and to look at where we've come from. Uh, I, when I first started, I'll, you know, we're training out of, um, you know, almost like Atco huts and as our our base, you know, offices and you know, run down um, change rooms and, and things like that. And you go down to Arden Street now, and it's just it's you know top of the range um, stuff. You know, they've got uh, expansion plans as well. Um, you know, uh, the transition with the um, the president or the or the CEO. Um, you know, to have uh, Sonia Hood take over the the reins now and really set us launch us into the, to the next four or five years is really exciting times. And um, you know, you look at the unfortunate side, I guess, of finishing on the bottom of the ladder is, yeah, or the fortunate side of finishing on the bottom ladder, sorry, is you, you get the number one draft pick and you look yeah. at, um, you know, Jason Horn Francis is, uh, you know, by, by all reports is really setting the, setting the tone on the track and, yeah, it's really exciting times. Yeah, he's going to be a star, I think, Robin. Uh, just moving on from, from the Kangaroos, Troy, you, you recently played 72 holes of golf in one day at Trafalgar to raise money for the Cancer Council. How much, how much did, did you yeah. raise and, and how was the experience? Um, we raised just under $7,000, uh, which I think is nice. a, a fantastic effort. Um, yeah. you know, we had some, some really big donations. Um, you know, my uh, mother-in-law's husband um, did a massive donation, which was fantastic. Um, and just people across the board just... I think when I first put it up that I was doing it, I think I raised, uh, well, re-raised nearly $1,000 in the first day, uh, just people jumping on board, which was fantastic. Had some great sponsors as well, which um, helped make the day uh, flow a little bit easier. Uh, big ones like um, Clutch & Co., which is a past player of the North Melbourne Football Club, Dom Tyson's um, golf apparel company, uh, jumped on board and, and donated some shirts and socks and hats, which was fantastic. Obviously, traffic golf club um, was awesome allowing us to, to do it um, yep. it was a massive day uh, we were absolutely buggered by the end of it but it was um, something that I'm good for nine holes I'm serious <laughs> I do I play nine holes and I'm okay I'm done for the day I don't know how you yeah. do 72 uh, we were fortunate enough to have uh, I guess uh, I won't look at it as cheating but I needed it it was have golf carts <laughs> for the day yeah <laughs> um but yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I remember the last nine holes, Poppy. Um, I was absolutely buggered. It was just uh, walk up, hit the ball, walk up, hit the ball. I wasn't even counting or probably, you know, delirious as to what I was doing. But yeah, um, the guys that were that helped out, you know, the guys that jumped on board and, and played um, were, were awesome, and it was a really good day. Something I'd, I'd, I would like to do again. And, and I think just it was quickly. A great cause. Yeah, and just quickly before we let you go, Troy, you, as you said, you're living in Yarra, and I believe you're a power station operator. What what kind of involvement do you have in in footy these days? Uh, I got four boys, so um, footy's pretty um, heavily involved in our family. So um, I'm helping out at Mall Football Club. I'm an assistant coach there in the seniors, and also I'm going to coach the under 13s out at Yarra, um, where my young fella's playing. Um, yeah, so yeah, there is a heavy involvement. Um, winter's pretty much taken care of in terms of time, so yeah, it's good fun. But yeah, I look forward to the end of the season as well when I put the feet up and sort of get away for a little bit too. 
Yeah, good on you, mate. Hey, listen, uh, no doubt our paths will cross during the course of the year, giving you a role with Morwell. and going to be a challenging year for the Tigers, but we're, we're out of time right now. But I'd love to talk more about that, uh, given another opportunity, Makey. Hey, thanks for, for uh, with four boys, making the time on a Saturday morning for us. Uh, appreciate it. And just a quick shout-out to my wife's uh, birthday today. So happy birthday, oh, Marcel. Mate, and, um... mate, fair income, my wife's birthday today as well. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Well, happy birthday to your wife too, mate. <laughs> and, and to Mrs. Makepeace, if you give her a big smooch for me, I'll give Jen a big smooch for you. <laughs> oh, you're a legend, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Makey. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Well done. Troy Makepeace, one of the great guys, a real gentleman uh, of Gippsland, one of the good footballers that come out of this area as well. And as you uh, heard yourself, you know, still heavily involved, uh, an assistant at Morwell Tigers, a coach of the Yanar under-13s, four boys on the go, raising money for uh, great charities.